One, two, three, ready. I both see and hear you, James. I see you and hear you. Steven, we've got to talk, man. I, we can do every other week records until Wheel of Time starts airing because I truly don't see the value in, uh, or I yes, there is a individual actress in both of these shows that we will be discussing today, but Mm -hmm. I feel like it's going to split our listenership to be like, well, now they're, they're just fledging around they're not doing anything they're chickens with a head half cut off right now i don't know what what i'm hearing is is you don't have any value in speaking to me every week and you only want to cut that in half so sure james i take your wish i'm thinking of as a podcast producer if all of a sudden icp was like hey we're not going to do any more music i would have been like hey sean Either we are going to have to stop doing this show once we're done with all of their material, or we can stretch it out by going every other week so like people are still getting content, or when it's done, we just do a completely new thing, which is what we will be doing over on Shuffling the Deck. We're doing just sweaty times in North America, whatever Sean calls that segment. <laughs> right. I think that's... it's. We don't we don't just pause indefinite until it starts airing. We wait for news to to come about, and then mm-hmm. we hop on. We find other Wheel of Time related things. Not mm-hmm. hey guys, let's just do all of Ninja Steel. <laughs> oh, I def I definitely hear you, James. Like I say every week, I hear you. Um, well, I say I see you, but now yes. I'm switching over to saying I hear you. I understand. These are these are valid points. This week is a perfect week to do a podcast because there is Wheel of Time news. Okay. Um, there was a WatCon that took place over this past weekend, so there is news released. And also, there is a guest uh-huh. waiting in the wings that was willing to record this week. So, of course, we couldn't wait till next week. We, we couldn't make them wait until then. Um, do you... Can I go ahead and bring in our guests for this discussion and we can have a third opinion on these things? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, here she comes. You know her as an author. You know her as a model, a photographer, a singer-songwriter. She does it all. Here she is. She's Annie Jean Lynn. Hey, Annie. Hello. Hi. Hey, Hi, we see you. (laughs) Good to talk to you guys. It's great to talk to you again. Uh, last time we talked, you had a uh, you had a not well child. I, I assume your child is doing much better. Yes, he's he's great, fully recovered. He had croup, which was weird because I didn't know you could get it past you know being a baby, but apparently you can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he's good. Thank you. Yeah, right on, James. How are you doing this week, buddy? I'm doing fine. Uh... Truly, I'm exhausted because of all those podcast recordings, and I'm still going to the point where I'm like, I I did this so I could take some time off. I recorded those 10 mm-hmm. podcasts in a week so I could be like, oh, I'm done. That's it. But I'm still like, no, James, you got to keep working or you're going to be unsuccessful <laughs> and not make your father proud. And then, oh, boy, a gun's going to be in your mouth in the future. Ooh. 
I know we want to we want to avoid those guns, man. No, not my. I'm not saying my father will put the gun in my mouth. I will. Put we know the what gun. you're saying. Okay, I, right. know, I just no. I don't want I don't want anyone to be like, wow, James's dad is me. No, he's a very nice man. It's me who is mean to myself. I know, and we need to stop that. We need to cut yes, that off. Yes, that's past. not good. Because we both like you. Me and Annie yes. like you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. We want you. To, I want to talk to you every week, but I'll I'll make do with talking to you every other week. You know, uh, I, at least until <laughs> like we don't need to create new stuff for content. We let it come to us. And I do have one other thing. I think we should start doing. This should have been an off the podcast thing. I think we should start doing Wheel of Time news up front, opposed to yes. at the end. We're gonna do that. That's actually something I was gonna talk about. But I wanted to first say, James is exhausted. He did 10 podcasts. Well, that was like two I'm weeks exhausted. ago. I'm exhausted. That was like, but I guess you're still feeling the resids from that. Um, me, I'm exhausted because I just came from like a 22-hour car drive and I haven't slept. Oh, no. And I'm loopy. So how, how, was, how was your exhaustion level, Annie? Um... I'm doing great, sounds like, compared to both of you, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's why you've been listening to us, like, uh, like have some harsh talk for the last 10 minutes, is because we're both loopy <laughs> no. as hell. I'm, but no, I'm, it's okay. I'm not loopy. I am okay. It's, it's not that I'm exhausted. It's just I'm constantly working, and it's like, well, then when's this day off going to be, James, if that's ah. what you planned for? It's like if you went to Florida Universal Studios, but, or I guess you, I was should have said, you went to Orlando, Florida, and you're like, ah, you want to know what? I'll go to Universal tomorrow. And it's like, this is the reason why you went, James. If not now, when? <laughs> <laughs> right. um, Annie, we, he was, yeah. James, James just mentioned something about Wheel of Time News. And yeah. the last we talked, we... um. We talked about a pot. We talked about episode six with you, and yes. we played your song "High Road," and we watched yes. Moraine walk out of the White Tower. Um, how much more of the Wheel of Time have you seen since then, or if any at all? Um, I watched an episode or two afterwards, and then now I'm watching uh, Ninja Steel. Woo! <laughs> yes. What a coincidence! <laughs> right. <laughs> You're all in on Ninja Steel. Something. I'm all. In po on it now. Something Power Ranger <laughs> fans have never said. <laughs> I, f I found a, a Wheel of Time fan who knew who immediately knew who Zoe Robbins was. This was just today I found this guy that immediately knew who Zoe Robbins was because he watched Ninja Steel. And then when it was announced that Zoe Robbins was going to be on Wheel of Time, he was beside himself Hell yeah. with joy <laughs> because he knew who she was. The only person in the world of that sort. Um. So yeah, what um did you watch some of the earlier episodes, Annie, or the later episodes, or have you seen the whole season at this point? I haven't seen the whole season. Uh, the earlier the earlier episodes, and um, man, you know it's changed a lot since I was well, not a lot. I shouldn't say it's basically the same since I was a kid. I guess <laughs> the the effects don't look like uh, you know cardboard anymore, really. So that's cool. Right on. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go into the Wheel of Time news, and then we're going to go into some Annie Jean Lynn news after that. But we're going to get our Wheel of Time fans taken care of first, so then they can just turn this podcast off, and then we can just bullshit the rest of the time. Okay. <laughs> Which means we got to get, like, five ad breaks in before Wheel of Time news. 
Right on. Yes, we've already had one at the beginning, so let's get another going. So, WatCon, WatCon 22 has just occurred this past weekend. And that's like, it's there's many uh, Wheel of Time conferences. There's the Spoiler Con, there's the WatCon, there's the Jordan Con. Those are the three I know about. WatCon this week was supposed to be, um, there's supposed to be an announcement made. And we were hoping that there was going to be a season two release date announcement and we were all disappointed because there was no talk of season two no talk of release dates none of that jazz but they did provide us with a, del a very important deleted scene from episode one season one of wheel of time uh, one of the most striking images that came out of wheel of time was Egwene, um you know her head coming out of that pool and she has all the different colors on her face and then we never saw that scene in any of the episodes. Well, they released that scene and they explained, you know, kind of why that was happening. I forwarded this to you too. Um, Annie, did you get that and watch that by any chance? I saw the picture, but I couldn't get it to play. I didn't know <laughs> it was a video. Oh, well, right on. It was yeah. a video. I'll go to James then. How about James? Did you watch that sucker? I sure did. And I loved every minute of it. Wait. Did you or did you not? <laughs> of course I did. That's what this show's all about. <laughs> okay, okay. So you saw Nynaeve kind of made the same speech that she gave in the show, except she was giving it in the pool while the women were, like, pouring that stuff in the pool. I guess just, like, dye. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, wow, this imagery, the colors are really meaning something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird that they chose to use the seven colors of, like, the Aes Sedai. I mean, it was distinct. That the, those are the exact same seven colors that are the seven Ajas of the Aes Sedai, even though this women's group has nothing whatsoever to do with Aes Sedai. They, um, I mean, they're, they're mountain folk, and they're really shocked when an actual Aes Sedai walks into their village. Well, that's just— So I didn't know— if, mm -hmm, Go ahead. That's just because those seven colors are the primary colors, you know? It's Roy gray G. Biv. Is not, gray is not a primary color. That's Roy G. Even, Biv. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's a G in there. Roy G. The G stands for gray. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, there are two Gs. It's Roy G. Biv. <laughs> Roy G. G. Allen Biv. <laughs> Ooh, hell yeah. Roy G. G. Allen Biv DeVoe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was another deleted scene that I haven't been able to find yet, and it's a scene that Egwene is having a little chat with Lan. And I haven't seen it, so I don't know about it. But it's out there, y'all. Um, so that's the Wheel of Time news for this week. A deleted scene. What you got to say, James? I saw your finger go up. Is it that scene where uh, they're talking and she says, I bite my thumb towards you and then lands like real <laughs> pissed about it? <laughs> it must be. I mean, that, that's the scene everybody's been talking about. That's from Bram Stoker's Romeo and Juliet, right? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just I, going with you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> You've seen that Romeo and Juliet that I know is not Bram Stoker's because that that's a... oh it doesn't even exist. It's, yeah, it's like that one that was made in the '90s with Leonardo DiCaprio, uh -huh, right? Uh huh. And they're like, I oh, bite like my thumb towards you, and they have guns instead of swords, but the swords are yeah. called yeah. guns. Or the Did you guns see that are too, Annie. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it when it came out. I thought it was a kind of a neat like take on it, but like I think if I watched it now, I'm not sure if I would like it as much. I might own it on VHS. Okay. 
Well, okay, there's not much Wheel of Time news, I got to admit. I kind of, you know, <laughs> overblew that. That's the only news we got is there's a deleted scene and there was a WatCon and the San Diego Comic-Con, which is this weekend. If you live in San Diego, I'm pretty sure that Annie and James do not live in San Diego, and I don't either. No, no. So we're not we're not going to travel to San Diego to watch the Oregon's the Origins Story Wheel of Time conference which they're having. Um, but we'll talk about it maybe in two weeks because there will be some news coming out about that, baby. I oh. wanted to talk to, since I have someone in the studio new, we got to talk to you, Annie. <laughs> hey. Okay, great. Hey, um, first I wanted to um, bring up Colleen. I see a lot of, yes. of Col- Colleen in your Instagram yeah. stories. Can you tell us who Colleen is? Yeah, uh, Colleen McHugh. She lives in Philadelphia. She's a really talented, artistic photographer and makeup artist and her and I met um, probably shortly after I moved out here and I was like you know hit her up about uh, doing like a Bowie based photo shoot and a lot of her pictures sort of captured a lot of the same aesthetic that I like and uh, sort of that you know creepy <laughs> androgynistic you know she, she's really good at encompassing all of that and then we just hit it off. So we work together a lot now and um, we've become really good friends and I'm really grateful that I've gotten to know her. She's she's an amazing person. Yeah, I, I love her work. You're a great subject for her. Oh, thank You're, you. Appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's what first drew me was striking images of you. Exactly like you said, androgynous, David Bowie, stylistic. Oh, I mean, so of course it caught my eye and then your music caught my ear. And Oh, thank you. Appreciate there that. There we go. Sure. <laughs> Thanks. You're a photographer too, though. I've seen a bunch of your work that you do. Um, is, does she, oh, thank you. Is it, is it kind of inspired from her or have you been doing photography all along? Um, no, you know, um, I like styling sets and um, outfits, that sort of stuff. And finally, I was like, you know what? I should just buy a camera because I have all these ideas and uh, that I'd like to try myself. And so I ended up purchasing like a Rebel, it's a Rebel T7 and uh, started messing around with it. And I really, I really love it. Colleen's been really uh, supportive and helpful in helping me sort of navigate. But uh, yeah, it's been really fun. I take most of those in my attic, um, you know, those creepy old toy pictures. <laughs> But I don't like photographing people, so there's that. I have to uh, work towards that, but yeah, don't, don't know if I will. Oh, that's cool. I mean, you yeah. know, <laughs> photographing objects is much, I mean, it's much easier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just like being like a one-man band is much easier than being a band with other people. Mm-hmm. And right, that, exactly. That leads me to you, because you're now in a band with other people. I saw a picture yes. that Colleen shot of you and Saturday. Um, yes. You as a Saturday unit, I should mention Saturday, spelled S-A-D-U-R-D-A-Y, yes. is Annie's band. And who was, I'm sorry, who was the guitarist? Oh, that's okay. Um, So that's Nick uh, Komanichi, and he's the second half of Saturday. So Saturday is just him and I, and we split the responsibilities on the song. So he does all the instrumentation, and I write uh, the vocal melodies and the lyrics. I know you can play. Yeah. I was just going to say, I know you could. I know you can play because I've seen you play yes. guitar, and you're killer. So you don't play guitar oh, at all on Saturday. You. 
Um, I do. So I'll, I'll add some. And on some of our newer stuff, I've helped with the instrumentation. And, you know, if we were to play live, of course, I'd pick up half of the guitar. And um, but yeah, so that's sort of how we were splitting it at first, you know, just to keep it, um, e you know, it's just easier to do it that way. But yeah, I, I do hop in on guitar still. Who's did Colleen come to Jersey with you guys to take pictures or how did that work out? Um, we actually did those in my attic a couple of weeks ago. Oh, so, so Nick came to town. He did. He came to town from Pittsburgh. I convinced him. I was like, listen, uh, where I am is uh, much more interesting than Pittsburgh. I don't want to. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. <laughs> no shade to Pittsburgh. But, you know, Colleen's here. It was easier. And my attic serves as a really nice creative space because it's very open. And uh, it was easier to sit up there and have control. Right on. Creepy yeah. cute. That reminds me of James because his um, his partner makes creepy cute stickers and stuff. Um, she's Darlin Homebody. I think you would like her work, Annie. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm going to look her up. Yeah, she sends. Oh, well, here's some of her work right here on the cover of my um, notebook. Oh, um, cute. All the, not this one. This is Evil Kim Evil. But the okay. rest of the stickers are all from Nicole. And she's, I, I have many more than this, but this notebook is almost out. So I didn't want to put any more stickers on it because it's going to be a dead notebook soon. But oh, yeah. that's awesome. Darlinghomebody.com. Oh, okay, nice. I'm going to have to look her up. That's awesome. I need stickers for uh, put all over my amps and stuff. So I'm going to do that. Hell yeah. Yes. I'm going to do the same too. I'm going to put, put one of Nicole's stickers in a prominent spot on one of my guitars. I, I, no, I already do have one. Um, well, it's not with me right here. I have a Gibson, and it proudly says Magical Boy in a very nice. prominent spot. And <laughs> that's, that's awesome. one of Nicole's things. She has a Magical They, Magical Boy, Magical Girl. Um, right on. That's awesome. I'm just talking about Nicole. I'm just ignoring James 100%. <laughs> I'm fine with that. If, if anything I do gets Nicole a sale or anything I'm a part of, that is a success in my book. There you right. go. That's awesome. I do have a question about Saturday. You said you split the sure. responsibilities. Who's handling the recording engineering and who's handling the mix engineering? Mm. Ah, neither of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not us. No, we do are the we do the like when we're writing it together since we do live four and a half hours apart, mm -hmm. we um, you know, record in our home based studios and send files back and forth to each other. And do like, you know, mix them ourselves into this rough demo. But we recorded in Jersey at the Animal Farm. And so uh, uh, John Markson just produced our EP. We recorded it two months ago. And so we're, we just got the roughs back. So we're awaiting the mixes and uh, some more edits and production. But we're coming close on getting the finals back. So we're really excited. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I've, heard, I've heard some of the other stuff in this this new EP, I mean, yeah. Let's let's. I mean, let's face facts. It's nothing to celebrate, right? No, it's not. It's really. It's, not, it's, it's nothing sad. to really celebrate. <laughs> that is the title of the EP. Yes. Nothing to celebrate. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so yeah, I like it. Um, Thank and you. I, saw, I saw one of the songs. Um, I think it was "Out of Touch." It was mm -hmm. featuring um, May Seaton. Now, yes. uh, it was who is that, and how were they involved? Um, so she did that song with Nicholas before I joined Saturday and she's from the UK and okay. her band's called WREX 
And that's the song. And Markson actually, um, they worked remotely on it, but he helped with production and reamping and mixing and stuff for that song. And so okay. Nick, Nicholas sent me that song when he asked me if I was interested in becoming the like, you know, permanent singer writer for Saturday. And so once I heard that, I was like, uh, well, maybe I should give this a try. And uh, it wasn't really my genre, but, um, you know, I know 90s music. So I was like, I think. <laughs> I saw a post uh, and uh -huh. there was like a room full of pedals, like drawers yes. were being opened and there was pedals, pedals, pedals. Mm -hmm. Are those Nick's pedals? No, so that that's at uh, the Animal Farm in in New Jersey. Oh. So those belong to the to the studio, studio. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and man, the pedals. I mean, there was a wall of pedals. There was an entire like um, what is it called um, tool drawer? You know, with all the chest the drawers on it, just yeah. filled with different kinds of pedals. It was uh, it was incredible. It's really amazing. Um, it was a lot to take in because. Yeah. I've never seen that amount of like. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. I was like, he yeah. keeps opening drawers and there's more pedals and then there's 30 more pedals. And I'm like, can I have some of these pedals? I know. I know. Right? <laughs> no, it's an incredible, it's an incredible space. And it's an incredible studio. And the, the sound is just amazing. So it was awesome to be there. And I bet a lot of those pedals they did not purchase that just they were left behind like oh who left this we'll just keep it in this lost and found and then no one claims it. and they're like all right it's ours now it's mine now <laughs> that's not true i i know no. i know where every one of my pedals i've ever owned is <laughs> but i mean if they've been around for a while there's probably a lot of fuck around bands especially in yeah. like if they're if they've been around since the 80s a lot of those people are on drugs they don't know what's going on where <laughs> where'd i leave my pedal man yeah <laughs> Well, we got book. I mean, we got music. We got drugs. We got books. Books. Check them out. Books. Check them out. Pick up a book. You got a fantasy. Imagination can take you to where you want to be. Are you curious? How can you find out? Books. Check them out. Books. Check them out. Read about stars and cars. Play electric guitars. Or cops that work hard. Patrolling the boulevard. The heavyweight champ and his craziest bout. Books. Check them out. Books. Check them out. At your library. James, have you been reading any books lately? Yeah, which is apropos and appropriate for today's episode. I finally got issue three of Godzilla versus the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, or as yeah. it says, Saban's nice. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which uh, still, I don't understand why they still have to put his name on there, but I finally got it after... It came into Nicole's comic book store a month and a half after it was released because these these <laughs> issues just it's insane how long they're, they've been taking to get to her comic book store and the comic book store near us, even though we are subscribed. So it should be like, hey, here's an issue that is specifically for James and Nicole. But no, we don't know what's going on. It took like two. <laughs> but it took like two weeks for the Marvel books new ones to come in like they they were like oh uh 
we thought you would, there was an issue and then oh wait no there's not an issue we'll get those to you and then they didn't weird oh, have bummer. you have, have you already read such comic or are you just having your possession i yes i read that uh, i've read the three that are out so far oh i thought you just said episode although you said issue three so you've read issues one two and three so you're you're in the game now. Yeah, it's going to be a five-story <laughs> arc. It's crazy how this was even, like, Toho even allowed this to happen because usually they don't want to mess with the competition. So some maybe it's because it's Power Rangers and not Super Sentai, so they're not dealing directly with Toei, which is a direct mm. competitor of theirs, even though in the grand scheme of things... Toho doesn't really do Godzilla anymore. They're like, we're just going to distribute Pokemon movies and make a shit ton of money off from that. <laughs> it's an easy win. I got to tell you, mm -hmm. everybody loves Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> well, my book, I haven't read this book yet because I haven't gotten it in my hands. But my book plug this week is a book called, it was come out, came out a couple years ago, called Captor. C-A-P-T-O-R. And it's a book of poetry written by someone named Annie Jean Lynn. That's the same name as you. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is your book. You're an author. Yes, it is. Yes. That's amazing. Did you, you. Um, is that a collection of poetry that you wrote throughout the years? Or did you set out to write an entire book at one time with one theme? Um, so, yeah, it's a book of poetry, but it is based on one theme. And uh, it's a story. It's worked on by... All women, all women went into making the book, um, doing the illustrations, editing it. And um, it's a story of abuse within a relationship. And so like during before and after and then how it like affects or affected my life because it is, it is a personal story. But um, it's meant so anybody could, you know, sort of relate to the theme. I'm looking forward to getting it and checking it out. I've only Thank just you. I've only just forward I've only just recently realized that you had done that. And so I'm glad you <laughs> you advertised Thank you. about a month ago. Hang on one second. Hi Heather, good luck. Yeah, about a month ago or so, I saw that you had posted about it and I loved what I read and I want to read more. So it's oh, available. Thank you. How was yes, it, it how is. can how can people find it? It is on Amazon. If you look up uh, Captor by Annie Jean Lynn, I think it's still on there. Um, or you could contact me personally. I can always ship you one, too. So, Biggie. Hey, Annie, can you ship me one? <laughs> yes, Just kidding. yes, I'm gonna, I will. I'm going to get it off Amazon. Or <laughs> no, get I it, really get can. Whatever. I can ship you one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get it at a, whatever way benefits you the most. Oh, I um, appreciate that. Well, thank you. Oh, and I got to... Okay, that was our book corner, and our music corner this week is also, I would like to, if Abel paused for editing, if necessary, I would like to, if Abel, feature some of your music on this episode, too. Um, oh, we were talking I before. totally spaced. I'm so sorry. That's, a, that's why I'm reminding you. Um, if you have any instrumental synth stuff, which I think you said you do, um, I, do. I would love to drop it in. Okay, yes, I can send you that today. Please remind me. <laughs> Okay, back at it. Yes, there we go. <laughs> so, today we're featuring music by Annie Jean Lynn. Um, so that's what you're hearing underneath of there. You just definitely got to check her out. We got her right here, so you're already Thank you checking her out. Thank you very much. Out.
Um, let's see. I think I'm ready to go ahead and get into our show, guys, um, because a lot of my notes I have here from my week kind of tie in with this show, which is really weird. Do you have anything you want to go into, though, before, James, before we start doing a little bit of uh, Power Rangers Ninja Steel? Well, I'm in the same boat because, like, a bunch of, like, interdimensional garbage did rain on my cherry. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> How can I afford this as a teen truck? <laughs> Yep, we're going to get it right into Power Rangers Nitro uh, Ninja Steel. Annie, I I assigned you these episodes to watch, but I know you also have a a youngling in your house as well. Did they watch with you? I tried. My son sat through some of it, and then him and my daughter started fighting. And I was like, okay, well. <laughs> okay, so it, it wasn't the show that drew him away. It was fighting that drew him away. It was it was fighting over, you know, people <laughs> sitting too close to him, his sister. And... I, have, I have space issues also. I understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's news to me. I didn't know you had two. I thought you only had yes. one child. So that's news so, to yeah. all of our listeners. <laughs> Yes, I've got two little ones. What if she was like, no, Steve, I have five children. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no. I do oh. Ann Getty's posts of them every day. Why haven't you noticed? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I have I have two beautiful children as well. They're, awesome. they're more or less adults at this point. My oldest is uh, 20, 25. He'll be 26 soon. And then my youngest oh, is wow. And my youngest is who we went on a road trip with. Um, we went to Nebraska for a competition of hers. And she drove from Virginia to Nebraska. Oh, um, wow. She did the whole trip, and she was a great driver. And there was all kinds of weird weird road work and detours and aggressive drivers. And she handles it perfectly. Oh, um, amazing. I did most of the driving home because um, she slept most of the ride home. But spending a week with your child especially a 16 year old and and you have no arguments you have no harsh words it, wow. it's, a win, it's a win i mean it's a total win we uh we bonded it was great it was a good time oh that's odd. what competition what was it for uh roller skating she's a roller skater amazing she so she did a figure event and she did a creative event and yeah that was the big pinnacle of the year some of the kids that did some wins will be going off to the World Championship in Barcelona in October. Um, uh, we're, not, cool. we're not doing that. We can't drive to Barcelona, but <laughs> we could try. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, she is no fan of Power Rangers Ninja Steel. She half-heartedly agreed to watch it with me, but then she backed out. <laughs> I can't blame her, really. <laughs> Steve, aren't you going to ask about my children? Because as an yes. adult who has seen every episode of this, 2018 television show I must have right. children you must I mean did uh did you watch this with Franklin back in the day are you watching this with butter and socks now well those are not my children as you should know I'm very <laughs> oh, adamant they're your about roommates. they're your roommates yes sorry <laughs> those are my roommates and the joke is I don't have children I just watched this on my own <laughs> James is ahead of the curve in all things because recently we had a really shitty ruling from the Supreme Court and yeah. a lot a lot of people are saying, you know, guys, step it up, you know, get a vasectomy. James is ahead of the curve in that. I, I respect you so much for that, James. I man, I wish I'm my being serious. I wish my mother-in-law would think that. <laughs> I feel like she it's going to get to the point where she's like, "Oh, I'm just not going to have grandkids." Okay, because 
what boat two of my children don't want children and one of them because of their partner cannot have a child and Sorry. it's okay i i don't even think her sister wants children i'm i'm unsure about that so ooh Luckily, my mom is fine in that department. She's got three grandkids from my two other siblings, so I don't got to worry. So more gra- more grandkids would just be more competition. It's yeah. more cakes she's got to bake every year or cakes. whatever. <laughs> I think she'd actually enjoy that, but I, I guess I'm like, why would she be baking cakes? But that's because I'm, I'm so far removed from where my family <laughs> lives that I'm, I, I'm like, I don't see any of that. <laughs> Well, yeah, like I said about five minutes ago, I'm going to start going into Ninja Steel. We're going to do oh. a scene-by-scene scene recap, okay, guys? Oh. I'm going to go straight into this. What? No? No, I said, oh. Oh, okay, that's, a, that's a, <laughs> some words of excitement there. Uh, so we get uh, first our establishing scenes with uh, – we're establishing first off where the Ninja Star came from at the very beginning. So we're not going to go too much into the recap yeah, here. Oh my, d- I need to get my – notebook at a place where i can read it and talk at the same time and this has always been a challenge for me i don't know why (laughs) so every single episode of ninja steel has that recap at the beginning and then this is the second episode of this season and they had the recap in the beginning then mid episode they had another (laughs) recap recapping the same thing the recap already recapped (laughs) <laughs> it's called killing time and like using your content wisely. <laughs> so the first scene we see, we see we get to meet uh Calvin and we get to meet Haley, who is our heroine of the day. Um that's the reason that we're doing this show because Zoe Robbins is portraying Haley, and we get to see a lot of her this episode. Thank God. So one of the first establishing um bits of dialogue here, they were very um they were very good with their time and very good with their use of dialogue because we established right off that Haley is Calvin's girlfriend and Calvin is down to fuck his own truck. He loves his truck. Yeah, he does. What the hell? There's a <laughs> just a magnificent episode. I don't know if I've said it on this show, but there's an episode where he is offered a job to to be a repairman a car repairman and he's a high school student and instead of being like hey i'll do this part-time awesome after school and on the weekends while also being a power ranger he says no i'm dropping out of high school and i will no longer be a power ranger this thing that was destined to me He's destined to be a grease monkey i guess i don't know it was it was <laughs> baffling it's one of my favorite episodes it is Calvin, though, right? It's Calvin that this that is the mechanic yes. in question that that makes total sense because he's like his all his eyes are on his truck. He loves his truck more than he loves Haley or the dog. I don't know why. Yeah, there's also this episode where there's this cool greaser dude who has a souped up car, and Calvin wants to be friends with him so bad, and it like throughout it's like. Again, there's so many cultural things mashing with this television show that it seems like this is truly a world of its own just by proxy of no one being able to agree on removing things from this show of just being like anything is is fair game. But the, it fi- you find out that 
this dude who's this coolest guy ever and Kelvin's leaving his friends. Kelvin has a real problem with, like, saying, fuck you guys who I've been friends with and have been fighting to save the world with. I'm going to go to this cooler person who works on cars, but in reality, he does not work on his own car. He doesn't know a thing about making a car. It, he just paid <laughs> someone to do it. And that's the only that's not that's the only reason Kelvin's like, oh well screw you, I'm going back to the being a Power Ranger. <laughs> well that's that's not the Calvin we meet here. The Calvin we meet here, like I said, he loves his truck, but he's also quick to defend his newfound friend. Mm -hmm. He's very quick to jump in and help him. Newfound friend being Mick. Let me describe first. A bunch of space debris falls from the spaceship that was jettisoned out last episode. Falls right in front of Nitro. Nitro is the name of the stupid truck. <laughs> so, you know, um, Nynaeve, Zoe Robbins, is quick to say, let's clean this stuff up so we can get out of here and let's do our civic duty because she's a great person. She wants to clean the road. I, I appreciate her for that. Um, it's all covered in some Nickelodeon slime spooge and like Calvin loves to play with it for some reason. Yeah, don't if, if you have a spouse, never even if you think this is the funniest joke ever to you, it's not. But don't like be like, oh, this goopy stuff, I don't know what it is. It could be deteriorating my skin right now, but we push that aside. Exactly. Don't like run up to your spouse and be like, I have gooey hand. Hey guys. It's <laughs> it's never enjoyable. He must be one of those guys that, like, if something's funny to him, then it must be funny to everybody else. He's one of those types that's – we call them bullies sometimes. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't strike me as a bully. I strike that from the record. But that's kind of, like, what I get from somebody that does something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, they, uh, they meet Mick because he just casually picks a ball up and kicks it. Looks like it weighs about a half a pound. And then it turns into a, a man named Mick, a real racist, because um, we hate his racist name. <laughs> Did you pick on a, pick that up by any chance, Annie, that they were no. calling him Mick? Uh, again, like no. this is this was a thing I said offhanded on another podcast, and I brought it over to this. I truly do. People can, like Mickey, like you just shorten it to that, Steve. Like it's not a real racist name. <laughs> Well, well, he does this thing where he's like, uh, like, oh, you guys are from Earth? You must know Brody. Brody's also from Earth. Oh, yeah. I'm guilty of doing the same thing, too, sometimes. If somebody tells me, like, hey, I'm from Chicago, I'm like, oh, you must know James then. Everybody knows James in Chicago. No. <laughs> that leads me to one of my notes I was talking about before, because... I met a skate team from Chicago, and Charlotte is now good friends with this. Well, she's already known this team, like, online, but now she knows them in person. And they skate over in uh, Fleetwood and Linwood. Are you familiar with either of those towns or skate rinks, James? Fleetwood or Linwood? It better hmm? not be. It's If, if this is in ding-dang Evanston, I'm going to say your daughter's <laughs> lying to you. <laughs> I know you hate when people claim a small township as the big city. I know. No, I truly don't <laughs> care. But, like, if Fleetwood Roller Rink is in Summit, mm -hmm. Illinois, that's not uh, – that looks <laughs> like it's not Chicago because it would say Chicago, Illinois. Eh. 
Well, anyway, Charlotte has new friends in Chicago, and me and Charlotte now know that we can make long trips places. So who knows if we're going to be showing up in Chicago one day at that roller rink. You want to know what? It is in Cook County, so at least it has that going for it. Right on. Well, they introduced these skaters. They said, from Chicago, here is et cetera, et cetera. I don't think that (laughs) this is real. This is like towards – Bro- yeah, this is this is south of Brookfield. This is not Chicago, guys. I'm remembering something now. Um, I mean, maybe maybe like their headquarters is based in Chicago or something. Because when they would announce Charlotte, um, they wouldn't say Charlotte from Richmond. They would say Charlotte from the specific county that she skates in. And the other team that was from Richmond, they wouldn't say, you know, so-and-so from Richmond. They'd say so-and-so from Ashland because that was the town that they're from. They definitely introduced this team as the Chicago team. Should have so, said Cook County. I, yeah, should have. <laughs> maybe they didn't want to be, you know, associated with the with the famous Cook County that was in politics a couple of years ago. What? <laughs> Do y'all remember that? It was like a no. Cook County. It was um, it was a George W. Bush election, and like there was a, some snafu going on in Cook County that. You know, it was a minor election snafu, much like the major election snafus that we have these days. Back then, it was quaint to have a little, you know, a thousand count snafu in Cook County. <laughs> you are referencing when you were like, oh, something that happened. It sounded like it was recently. But if this is George W. Bush, there's no no one is going to make those comparisons. How did I? I mean, who am I? Chop liver? There's other people just like me that would make that same connection. Wow. <laughs> Was it this Cook County? No. Okay, no. yeah. Cook then, County, Florida. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. And of course, there was, there was an election snafu in Florida. I mean, why not? I mean. <laughs> no. They should have said Cook our, County. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Brody's from Earth. They're from Earth. They don't know him yet, but they're going to know him. I love the scene, first off, that when they're fighting for Mick, like I said, like Calvin and Haley were quick to jump in there and defend Nick from these monsters. And Mick just jumps in the cab of the truck. I thought he was going to drive away. Did you think that, Annie? Yeah, I thought he was going to drive away. And then Haley picked up some, like, um, wobbly... Like, what was that going to do? What was she holding? Like, some... Yeah, it was... was I I recognized it. It was like a sewer pipe. It was like a very flexible sewer pipe that wouldn't be able to do anything. No. (laughs) Why are you trying to go through your dog screaming so loud? Like... On my, if I'm talking, you can mute this out. But if anyone else is talking, it's in one channel. It is insane that you're like, I'm gonna. It's not like a quick uh, ambulance, even though like when Sean on shuffling the deck just keeps talking. And I'm like, dude, just wait for the ambulance to go away. I can edit that out. But okay, dog stops barking. So yeah, there we go. We're good. And you were covering the mic. Covering the mic did zero to prevent your dog from screaming and coming in. It's moments like this that make Sweet Child of Time magic. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The sweeties love it. They love it. In the first, like, four episodes of this existed, for some weird reason, every time I would sit down to record with Corey, Socks would do something batshit crazy. Like, he would try to get in the room by just, like, violently shaking the door. And I'm like, what are you doing? You don't need in here that bad. <laughs> 
maybe he did. I don't. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, this fight scene. I, there's not much else about this scene on Earth. There, when they meet Nick, Mick. I'm sorry, I keep wanting to call him Nick. Call him He's Nick. not Nick from Saturday. He's Mick from <laughs> Ninja Steel. <laughs> um, is there anything else about this scene before we go to the next one? Yeah, they Mick says, "Oh, we were fighting monsters," and they're like, "What kind of monsters?" And he says, "Big and ugly ones. Those yes. ones. The foot soldiers in this are not big, and they sure aren't ugly. They're little cuties." So Mick, get better writers. And he's seen the big, scary monsters in his spaceship, mm-hmm. so he's familiar. These little guys with like the sun hats are like nothing. You can just like you can hit them with a a, a, a sewer pipe, and yeah, a plastic <laughs> sewer pipe, and they'll go down. <laughs> so we're at this point. We're gonna cut back up. Um, uh, I don't remember how this scene exactly changed, but I remember that the monster named Champ was mad at the kitty cat for some reason because he hates teenagers. That's the thing. He's like. They really have a big thing about teenagers in this, like how much they hate them. And I have a teenager in my house, so I was offended greatly that he kept talking trash about teenagers. He, what about you guys? I, I would, I believe, I need to correct you. He is the champ, but his name is, I believe, Galvanex. Oh, okay. The kitty cat guy addressed him as champ. I guess, like, as a general term, like, hey, champ, hey, big guy, that kind of thing. I would also like to, um, actually, you again, it would be kitty cat woman, not kitty cat guy. I believe oh. that it, or maybe that is not the individual. Maybe that we haven't met the, the femme fatale of this group, but I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> uh, a woman that I don't know her name. Let's check. You guys, what's up? You guys, what's up? Okay. Well, they, um, he, de- he determines that he hates teenagers. Um, James is looking up something for us, but I need James's attention, full attention What's in a moment here. I, I'm, I'm doing both, baby. Oh, oh I yeah. know her. Is it Madame Odious? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there we go. Madame Odious? Yeah. I think it's, like, it's Odious, Madame Odious or something like that. I wonder if she's married to Odorous Urungus from Gwar. I mean, their names are so similar. <laughs> I'm going to guess no. Yeah, I guess not. Odorous is also dead. I mean, I saw his funeral. I saw his body get burned. So he's no longer with us anymore. Um, So, yeah, they, at this point, um, Champ or whatever. I'm just going to call him Champ because he's the Champ. Galvin X Champ. Um, He goes out on stage and he does something unprecedented. He, He doesn't consult the writers, doesn't consult the director. He just immediately gets on stage with his microphone. They... He does this twist to the show. He sends down some people to, to, to get our guys and to get that ninja steel back. The first thing we see after this is they pull up into shop class at high school. Have you guys ever been to a high school that has a shop class like this no. one? No, absolutely not. No. They had an auto, like, um, like paint center. They had like a huge, like, metal machinery and they had random clothes laying around you could pick up the clothes and pretend like you work there <laughs> they had random bumpers lined up i was like what the hell is happening i mean it's a great school i mean no yeah. no shade because i think that they're setting these students up for for success in the future with this great setting but anyway so they go into the shop class um nick's got his I don't know why he needed to disguise because the clothes he's wearing look like a shop teacher's clothes already. 
Right. They, they threw a green smock on top of them, so that makes it official. And then the, I don't know, the super hot principal, can I say that? She was super hot. <laughs> she comes in and she just, she mistakes Mick for the shop teacher. So she pretty much just, without checking credentials, without checking ID, just, you're the shop teacher, go to it. And <laughs> the first thing he does is meets one of his, or meets his favorite student, Victor Vincent. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Victor yeah. somehow looked like, I, I believe it's Pat, is it Patrick or Jason Bateman in American Psycho? Mm, Patrick. Um, Patrick Bateman. Yeah, yeah, Patrick. He looks like a hotter version of Christian Bale in that movie. It's like, if he started murdering, I'd be like, yes, guys, this is the show we need. And then Monty's over there helping him hide bodies. Yeah. (laughs) Both of these guys are great, Victor and Monty. I mean, Monty's good with his facial expressions. And I could see like in a couple scenes that he was trying to get something going. Victor is very self-absorbed and uh, a megalomaniac, but he's wonderful. I've, I've already figured out that he's my favorite guy on the show, Victor. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do a little mishap, a comedic mishap at that, where it's it's also very convenient for the plot that they have this mishap. Uh, oh, thank you so much. Um, mishap being that they explode like the spray paint machine or something. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. <laughs> So they have to close down that section of the shop. Oh, well. Um, I've been in one of those, like, uh, just like a big old paint room like that, where it's just like an assembly line thing, because my dad's shop had one. Oh, cool. What, pretty I mean, cool. what, what kind of stuff did y'all paint there? I uh, Automotive racking and dumpster slash uh, compactor stuff. Oh, yeah. So they made it look like awesome. where they... Were they as good at Victor? Because Victor did have a really good paint job on that car. I got to admit, he did a great job. Oh, well, this was mainly just to cover metal, and that's it. Like, there, there was <laughs> okay. to cover metal and then, like, slap on a whatever my dad's old business was. That's where this was made. Okay. Oh, I wanted to bring up, too. Victor also wants to fuck that car. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I... Th- th- That, like, baby, like, that baby powder blue, whatever it's called, that's one of my favorite colors to be on a car. It just looks very nice. It's like this color, my microphone right here, right? Uh, Well, I have blue blockers on, so it just looks like a black um, covering that you have on. If you took them off, you would see a lovely blue shade that you love so much. Actually, (laughs) if I took them off, I still would not see it because my screen also has an orange-blue blocking tint on it. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> anything else about this scene Annie before we hit on the next one uh, no I think we covered it okay next scene is it looks to me like it's Brody at the barn here um, yeah that's right uh, they come to the barn they come to the house it's vacant <laughs> Brody flips out here I wrote down that he transforms into Steve Barnes <laughs> where he drops down puts his head in his hands and just is immobilized for a few moments <laughs> with depression. <laughs> and uh, Sarah comes and makes it better with kindness. Thank you, Sarah. Um, we learn again the story of the prism and the stars. Like you said, James, we get another convenient flashback mm-hmm. here. So we don't need to go into that. 
but they realize they need to dig up some box that their that their hot dad buried. Like, yes, th- this is like you know that meme going around like he's a ten, but he buries boxes in his loose dirt <laughs> yes. garage. Like this is such yeah. a huge fucking red flag for it. Remind me of we brought him up earlier gg allen's dad dug in their basement like four holes and he was like this is for my family because like when the end <laughs> times are coming it, oh my God. these are red flags guys if 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 you're if anyone says like yeah my dad dug and stashed away boxes around our property it's like yeah something's <laughs> up there <laughs> Something's definitely up because what he buried was a photograph of him and his sons. <laughs> That's what he buried in the box, it turns out. There's no ninja stars, no ninja steel or whatever it is we're looking for. It's a clue. They immediately figure out. This should have been like episode 10 that they figure all this crap out. But they really quickly figure out. That, hey, that's a picture of the trophy. Hey, that trophy belonged to um, Dane Cook or whatever. Hey, I know where that trophy is. It's at school. And suddenly their little buzz cam starts working and they get to talk to Mick. Mick's like, I'm at the high school. They don't specify what high school. But yeah, the high school. <laughs> well, if it's a small town, there might just be one high school. If it's a small town, they got a gigantic shop class for a small town. <laughs> so anyway, they're 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 in the right place, the right time. Um, uh, they're at the school, so they can go to the trophy and get the stuff. And it's found. It's just conveniently. You just take the trophy. You just kind of tip it a little bit. And there's some foreign matter in there. There's like a hinge on it for some reason. Yeah. Just to make you know that it's really magical. I was so (laughs) hoping this ninja steel. It's like, hey, yeah, let's touch it. Yeah, this is super cool. But it ends up just being like uranium and they have poisoned (laughs) themselves. Yeah, it's lucky that none of the slime and this ninja steel and this outer space stuff is all completely safe. For humanoids uh so then at this point they're up at that that um game show i keep forgetting galaxy warriors is yeah. that what it's called yeah okay. they send ripper rat to <laughs> to come fuck them up and so he comes to attack um the very resourceful alien calvin they can fight with whatever is around mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point they grab a, a tennis racket plastic one and um that, that goes to show again, Haley was using the plastic pipe. Now she's using a, a shitty tennis racket, but she can inflict damage no. with whatever weapon she has in her hands. True Aes Sedai warrior. I, yes. Okay, anyone can. If I were to hit you as hard as I can with a tennis racket or a pipe, you might be out for the count. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to put Zoe Robbins on as big of a pedestal as I can because All I right. love her so much. So, yes, she can fight with whatever you give her. Um, I like how this, this Ripper Rat, I think that's his name, um, he blasts, like, Mick head-on, like, three blasts right in a row, but it just kind of, like, knocks him over, and he can still talk, he can still move. Mm-hmm. No biggie. I mean... <laughs> I know, I thought he was going to be cut in half, and he just fell yes. over. I was like, whoa, no blood. 
<laughs> Ripper? No, nothing. I mean, not even a bruise. <laughs> I love the design of Ripper Rat because it's a rat android cyborg with like chainsaws and shit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. This design is so nice. You know they're going to use it twice by just painting <laughs> it a different color scheme in a later oh. episode. Can't wait for that. <laughs> So yeah, they're they're fighting these guys, and then conveniently enough, that Nexus Star saves the day at just the right time. They grasp into that star as Mick Mick, Mick is. I'm glad Mick is here for whatever reason. He is like our he's like our plot advancer. <laughs> he lets everybody know what's going on with every scene and kind of fully explains it to us. And he tells them to grasp those stars. Now they're Power Rangers. Oh, well, they're not Power Rangers yet. They just have the stars in their hands. I have a um, question. Yeah. If a rando stranger oddball said, Hey, you see this thing that just descended from the heavens? Put your hand in it. Would you? No. No. No, no never. <laughs> also, they are asked, or they, they ask, like, what's a Power Ranger? Power Rangers is in continuity with a lot of the seasons there are some like different like timelines or a different universe and some continuities but they should know what a power ranger is i didn't realize that because they all seem like the words like in the first episode when they said the words power ranger as if like they just had no clue what either of those words were no, it's it's crazy how even like in Super Sentai, Super Sentai is 100% weaved together because usually to introduce a new team, so like each year there will be a different series with a completely different new team, new motif, whatever, all of that. So like Car Ranger, when Car Ranger, it was all cars, it was a comedic one, all of that. When Car Ranger was over... They had a movie called Car Ranger versus Mega Ranger to introduce the Mega Ranger students, or it might have been the opposite. I don't really remember which, but it's used as a way to introduce new teams. So literally, if this team is met the ones before them, then met the ones after them, mean that would mean the that third team is in the same continuity as that first team. So they're all weaved together. And most power, yeah, oh wait, yes they are. Because it, later on in this, there is a huge called Dimensions in Danger crossover where they meet all these other Power Rangers, which would mean that yes, they should know who a Power Ranger is. They don't. I mean, these kids live, I guess maybe it is a small town because yeah. they're completely unaware. Small town with a big school budget <laughs> somehow. <laughs> like all their tax dollars go to the school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I should bring up now too, like the beautiful scenery. Like in that first scene when Calvin and um, Zoe, not mm -hmm. Zoe, Haley are fighting those guys with the sun hats. I mean, the, that New Zealand background was yeah. just beautiful. Yeah, and at really first, cool. I was looking at it thinking they were on a green screen, but then I was like, oh, wait, they're actually there in New Zealand. No wonder they shot there because it's cheap and it, it's beautiful. I mean, what else could you ask for? That's also where they shot Lord of the Rings, too, right? Yes, yes. which is why everyone else is shooting there because they <laughs> – Lord of the Rings set a precedent, I believe, where – they kind of screwed over New Zealand to like put in laws and whatnot, an ordinance where 
you get insane tax breaks if you film there. So that's why more and more people after Lord of the Rings started filming there. I want to film there. So we can, we're going to make a sweet child of time video and we're going to film it in New Zealand, James. You up for that? It, are you paying for me to go to New Zealand? Hey, all this whole show is on me. I'm the producer. So heck yes. I'm going to pay yes, for my abs- star talent. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a lie. Anyway, let's go on. <laughs> these kids are really good at making up battle moves on the fly. And they, they're all on the same page, like right from the get go. Um, Basically, I'm going to just wrap. We got to wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they defeat River Rat, and they're all happy about it. But then he gets gigantified, uh, which is true Sentai is what I learned. That's what really makes this Sentai is when they get really big and they start fighting. And then the prism shows them a vision that like, hey, you guys can get big too because I got these zords for you. So at this point, somehow everything just coalesces to a perfection where they all get their stars they all know exactly where to put the stars at the exact same time they can all push the yellow button they didn't discuss that they just all knew right away they just knew yeah the yellow button means gigantify and so then here come their zords this is our next big talking point whatever like their interest is or whatever their thing is they get a zord of that thing so let's go we got Okay, first off, we got the uh, <laughs> we got the dude with the car, um, Calvin. He's got this big old nitro now. I don't know how he's gonna fuck that thing, but <laughs> he's got it. <laughs> the nitro zord. And then um, Brody has got a cool red bot. He's got a big old version of red bot, which calls it what does he call it? Robo James? red. Robo red. I wrote all these down because they're so stupid. They really are. <laughs> Um, Haley, Haley has got a version of Cody that is some for some reason called Kodiak. Yeah, she and says, it's like my dog Cody, a Kodiak Zord. <laughs> but I, I believe those are, that's what those kinds of dogs are called. They're Kodiaks. Oh, I thought it was like a oh, husky or a, yeah. or a smooth Atu, whatever you call those things. Okay, whatever. Um, Preston's got a cool dragon Zord that doesn't have a name, does it? He says, oh, cool, a dragon zord. And it's like, <laughs> there's, there's been a dragon zord before, guys. <laughs> and then Sarah, ha- instead of having a hoverboard, she has a, a train or like a, a speed train, I guess. Yeah, she said, this is one speedy train. Clearly, it's a zoom zord. <laughs> is, did she say clearly as well? I believe she says something along those lines to be like, yeah, well, obviously, it's got to be a zoom zord. <laughs> they all have perfect dialogue um phrasing because like even during the fight they're like hey that was a great job oh thank you very much they like they're very polite and well spoken even during fighting they're little sweeties and it feels like the it seems like the sound guys were pranking them because it's as if like hey guys w- are the the fader on our side it's not working so don't be too loud but don't be too quiet so just talk in this sweet boy tone and we're gonna be fine because literally that it's insane how the directors told them everyone sound like you have the same exact cadence no matter what peril is going on <laughs> I liked how Brody jumped up on the shoulder of his red bot Zorg 
and like you know kind of like in the cartoons we got like a little oh, yeah. devil like a little yeah. good guy on your shoulder that's exactly what that reminded me of and i was wondering if he was going to be whispering in his ear like oh dude do, do something bad oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see um yeah uh, that's basically the gist of it because of course they win they get gigantified and we learned through a little bit of dialogue at the end that Mick is officially the shop teacher. Mm -hmm. Brody is excited about being a high school student. Were you guys excited about high school at all? Oh, man. <laughs> I, no. I sort of was, but yeah, I would not have been excited for high school if I had no formal education whatsoever. He would be so right. ill prepared yes. for high school. He's going to. Like, what's he going to talk about? Yeah, I do believe he <laughs> is a terrible student. So at least they they're true to that. Like, oh yeah, he wouldn't be good at this. Totally. <laughs> I mean, he should be doing like a Billy Madison, where like he spends like a week in kindergarten and then a mm -hmm. week in first grade, and he can get his education. Yeah. That way. <laughs> but then the big the big twist at, there's always a twist there's always a cliffhanger one of the stars is missing and somehow um i don't know the name of the character i think it's the kitty cat person um was able to pull the star out i don't know how that occurred but they have that star in their possession so they should be the champ um james what's up with that uh, you'll find out it's i'd i'd be giving spoilers well, I mean, we're not going to find out because we're only focusing on, on our Haley specific episode. So I might miss that part. So okay. you can go ahead and tell us. So there's a, it's like an evil ranger arc where it's, so you meet Brody's brother, Aiden. And immediately right. I was like, this cannot be his brother because they have two completely different skin tones. Uh, like this new different Aiden, moms. well, you see them as children, and they have like, oh, these two people could be alike. brothers. Yeah. But this is like a pale white boy. And then Aiden, who <laughs> is nowhere near pale. And then it's like, oh, this was Madam Odious did this whole thing. And then you meet his real brother and you're like, oh, yeah, same skin tone. At, like they it's insane that they wanted it so, to, in case you were second guessing that this is going to be a, a fake Aiden, uh, no, like, yeah, you, you can clear, like, look at him and look at him. Clearly not brothers. They so, want to introduce, they want to introduce the concept of like, you know, there where there's no racial preferences and we're all equal. And so it, it's, race doesn't matter in this casting. It's one of those deals, right? Uh, no, but then they're, they're like, oh no, like white people are the devil. Like clearly, like he's the evil one. But you then find his real brother, who is a country oh. music star, the biggest what? star in the fucking world. And he's <laughs> like, oh, you want to know what? I realized like I un like I had these suppressed memories. You're my brother, Brody. And I'll do and this is insane. A teenager muscular on the top of the fucking music charts. He says, I'm going to throw this to the side to hang out with my brother and become a Power Ranger. But fucking Kelvin is like, no, man, I got I got my dream job. I can do it now. I'm going to drop out of high school, stop being a Power Ranger and just fix cars. <laughs> so logic has no place in this show. It's just um, 
moving the plot forward yeah. and making sure we can get to a fight. Granted, that was the, like I said on our last one, the Super Sentai version of this was truly just throwing things at the board. So I, I like that it carried over to the Power Rangers thing. And I did have one more note. It is one of the best lines and is a very Super Sentai-esque line because it's like, this should not be in a children's show for America. But Ripper Rat is about to take them down and Kelvin and Haley had like a baseball bat and a tennis racket. They've broken and he's over them and he says, first your bat and now your bones. Meaning he's going to just like break all the bones in their bodies. (laughs) I loved all of this sports dialogue and you're reminding me now about my two favorites, two favorite lines it made me laugh out loud watching this show. I watched it just now for the second time, and it made me laugh again even harder because I knew they were coming. When they uh, when they all meet up together, and they're like, oh, hey, you're Preston. And hey, look, we're all here. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm from out of town. Hi, oh, I'm yeah. Brody. And then Ripper Rat comes. Hi, I'm Ripper Rat. <laughs> that was <laughs> the best. <laughs> His timing, everything about that. I loved it. And then the second thing I loved is when the um, Zords came around and then you, you know, they're introducing all the Zords and then you see the, the Kodiak Zord and he goes, bark, bark. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh in hysterics. <laughs> and the fact that he fetches, she's like, yeah, fetch oh, this. Yeah, and that- then like, it, ma'am, you're controlling this Zord. Like, b- leash it a little. Curb this dog. <laughs> Yeah, any any last thoughts from you, Annie? Uh, no, I enjoyed it. Yeah, my favorite part was the dog fetching, and she's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> I know, but yeah, I enjoyed watching this. This is like, um, this is kind of like a snake eating its own tail, mm-hmm. Annie, because first off, yes. like the very first thing I did podcasting was with James. James invited mm-hmm. me on his show to watch some Sentai watch a show called five man, which is also a, a power Rangers show from long ago. Mm-hmm. So that was my first experience with, um, you know, podcasting and with Sentai. And now I'm instigating doing Sentai on my own podcast. That's awesome. Also with James. I don't know if it's awesome. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, I am a hell of enjoying myself. Um, I do but love yeah, uh, I love Ninja Steel. It's the, like don't get me wrong of like me saying like we don't need to do this. I love discussing Ninja Steel, but for a Wheel of Time podcast, I think we could be like, "Hey, we don't need to do this." <laughs> You're right. Well, we don't need to do uh Time Bandits with Titanosaur either. But we're sure as heck going to do that next week because it's on his calendar, James. Are you ready for that, buddy? I will be in a couple days when I watch Time Bandits. <laughs> oh, I thought we had pre-discussed this as well. I think we did, but it was a long time ago, and I hadn't reminded you about that yet. No, I mean, I know I need to watch it. I just haven't watched it because why would I watch it two weeks ago? And I'd be like, I guys, I don't remember any of this movie. <laughs> oh, it must be true that I love to talk because what you just said reminded me of something else. I um, don't watch a whole lot of TV. And Charlotte, of course, has noticed that when I watch shows like Power Rangers and um, Wheel of Time, I have a notebook and I'm taking notes and I'm doing it for work. And she was trying to convince me to watch Stranger Things. And I was just kind of like, I don't know, you know, whatever. 
And she was like, well, you watch all these other shows for work. So just pretend like you're watching Stranger Things for work. There you go. I was like, okay. So I'm on episode five of the, of the newest season now. So I've been watching yes. that. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Like I'm, <laughs> pretending like I'm doing it for work. <laughs> there you go. The new season's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, so oh, far, so good. Absolutely incredible. Yes. I'm maybe three episodes in, and I think it's the best season so far. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I finished it and now I'm mad. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta wait how long to watch Stranger Things again? Three years or however long they take. <laughs> it won't take it won't take that long. I I think they're hot on the trail of a new one. They know they got a hit on their hands here. Right. And I, I was gonna say that like the first time I read through The Wheel of Time, which was like my favorite book series I've read. I got to the last book, I read the last paragraph. I was like, that was amazing. I'm just going to go read it all over again. <laughs> and I've done that three times. So you're welcome to do the same. You can enjoy Stranger yeah. Things all over all again. All over again. There's yeah, also- it was actually funny. Last time we were in New Mexico, they were, um, you know, where I'm from, they were filming it. And uh, so they were all like kind of staying near where my husband was uh-huh. working from at the time. So he got to meet, I can't remember his name, but that guy that plays the investigative reporter. Brett Gelman? Yes. He oh, met, my God. Yes. Yeah, so and James we, love Brett Gelman. Yes. So we were at this like fancy hotel and we were going to go to dinner and he passed us holding this dog. And I was like, oh, my God, look. And I like made this big ruckus, just not thinking. And then I ran into the bathroom. And so my husband's standing there like all awkward. And he turns around and Brett Gelman's just staring at him, waiting because he had heard me screaming about it. <laughs> and he got to meet him and talk to him while I was in the bathroom. Hell yeah. And I came out and he got onto the elevator and I was so pumped. <laughs> I was like, damn it, I missed the whole thing because I had to pee. But isn't that how it always goes? <laughs> yes, it is. As a matter of fact, that's amazing. I love yeah. that. Yeah, so he got to meet him, and uh, they had their, like, cast dinner or whatever at my friend's old uh, work, and she was off that night, so she was angry, too, because she was like, I'd give anything to see Winona Ryder in person once in my life. <laughs> yeah, no joke. And anyway. I rubbing shoulders with Brett Gelman. He used to do a podcast a long time ago, um, Gelmania, and at the time, the stu- the Earwolf, which is like the uh, the company that was producing it or whatever, um, they were asking people for like, you know, donations and you could sponsor a show. So I sponsored Gelmania. And oh, wow. I sent, I sent like a rambling email, like tr- basically in the voice of like Brett Gelman, like explaining my reasons for choosing his podcast. And basically I was like negging him the whole time. And he sent me back a very long negging email telling me how oh, much wow. he hated the fact that I sent him a hundred dollars and he hates the fact that I'm a listener of his show. And it was wonderful. I loved <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> Do you That's have any amazing. Brett, you have any Brett Gelman stories, James, before we get off here? No, I think I did donate like twenty dollars to Earwolf specifically for Gelmania. See, dude, oh, we okay. we were destined to meet. It, it had to be. <laughs> Well, Annie, do you have any last minute? We already we talked about all your stuff at the beginning of the show, but we always do plugs at the end of the show too. Do you have anything you want to um, plug or endorse right now? Um, yeah. Uh, well, first off, thanks for having me again. And our EP should be out and available 
you know, in like a month or two. So uh, follow Saturday for updates or I'll have them on my own, uh, you know, page as well. So thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you. How about you, James? Hey, guys, look at the episode description for all my plugs. Wait. Wow. Look at, look at all those plugs. I'm going to plug James' oh, latest single, which I love. The latest one that I've heard anyway, which is Indica Inch. I'm still plugging that because I like it a lot. He does that with uh, Dragon Boy Suede. And nice. I also listened recently to one of James's older records. Um, he does a show called with, um, with Nicole Jacobs. It's called Engage with Nicolas Cage. They watch Nick Cage movies. And um, I recently listened to the Raising Arizona episode because that's one of my all-time favorite movies. Love was, that movie. So did James. I'm glad we all <laughs> loved it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my plug. I'm plugging for James, and then I'll plug for me, Introvoid. Check me on Instagram. Check out Rebecca Crow. We're working on a new song right now, which should I'll probably release that within the next couple of weeks. Um, nice. I still got lots of secrets in the works that I haven't talked about yet, and we'll talk about them one day. Annie's got secrets, too. We can't talk about them yet. <laughs> but for right now, it's just Saturday and Rebecca Crow and Engage with Nicholas Cage. So, guys, it was very great talking to y'all. Thank you also, Annie, for being here and agreeing to do Thank this. Thank you, guys. Yeah, of course. For the third time, I appreciate that. And, James, I always want to thank you for being here because it's great of you that you do this with me, and I very much appreciate it. He's saluting me. That's great. I salute <laughs> you back, soldier. Yes. Annie, real quick. Yeah. Anyone, maybe I already asked you this. You know anyone who, just yes or no, do you know anyone who was on Double Dare? No. Damn it. Because it, it was <laughs> it was filmed in Philadelphia <laughs> in its early days. So I, whenever someone is like, yeah, I'm from Philly, I'm like, do you know anyone who was on Double Dare? Fortunately, we, no. <laughs> we were hoping to say, we were hoping you would say, yes, I was on it. You can watch episode 203 <laughs> featuring oh, me. That would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be amazing. But anyway, we're going to get out of here, y'all. Um, so thank you for listening, if you're still listening. Bye. And hope y'all find water and shade. Bye. 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 Bye, guys. Thank you.